This is everything you want to know about non-clinical careers for physicians. At Third Evolution, I'm your host, Robert Pitty. Our program today is, what's the right resume for you if you're a physician trying to move into a non-clinical job? The answer is this. It depends. There are several different types of resumes that you can consider, but one point I want to make is your CV is not within that group. Your CV is unlikely to fit any non-clinical career path or job you'd be interested in. So let's talk about the different kinds of resumes that are out there. The typical resume is what's considered or called a chronological resume. That resume is going to list your contact information and then is going to begin listing your jobs by job title, location, tenure, and generally some some indication of activity level, what you did, what you were responsible for. I would probably say the the, the most general uh, or usual thing I see in client resumes is a list of responsibilities. The other type of resume is the functional resume. It is, you might say, the antithesis of the chronological resume. Instead of looking at time, date, and place, and responsibilities, it's focused on accomplishment. A functional resume, I always define as more of a marketing document in the sense that it is not just a representation of where you've been, it's a representation of where you want to go, and the background, the skills, the accomplishments that you have that serve as a foundation for achieving that next step in your career. Then, naturally, it lists some of that typical information of past jobs and education and the like that we're used to. Another type of resume is what I refer to as a resume slash CV. This is something that I use with clients who are pursuing career paths that are in a more technical field, looking for medical directorships, for example, in the pharmaceutical industry or biotech, uh, following a career path where the scientific foundation of their medical background represents an important qualification for the job that they're seeking. At the same time, it is a non-clinical job, a non-clinical career path. So by using the two pages of the functional resume as cover pages for the CV, you then have the flexibility of effectively two documents, a qualitative one and a chronological scientific one. And then allows the client to have uh, a short document that they can present at perhaps an initial uh, meeting or uh, at an, as an initial contact, and then a supplemental uh, addition to that shorter resume that they can submit if someone is generally interested and wants to have more detail. So just to recap those three, or in some ways I'll say four, different types of approaches to resume development, you have first your CV that you're probably using today. Second is a chronological resume, which is most likely what you're trying to move your CV document into to represent more of a a business perspective. 
Third, then, is a functional resume, which, as I say, it represents the antithesis of the chronological resume in that time, place, location is not as important as the accomplishments, the activities, uh, the responsibilities that you've held. And then last is this hybrid that I've created that I call the resume slash CV, which takes your functional resume and uses it as the preamble, the first two pages of your CV. Naturally, your CV is reorganized so it's not duplicative of the material contained relative to education and and, uh, positions held that's presented in your functional resume, but effectively focuses on uh, publications, presentations, research, those types of things, plus any additional uh, certifications or, or other elements that would normally be listed within your CV to round out effectively two documents. When I package that for a client, I refer to the functional resume as a synopsis of resume, and the CV portion I refer to as the supplement to the synopsis of resume. So it presents truly as two separate documents and can be used both collectively or independently. Today, I want to talk about the functional resume because it is the most different from what you're used to seeing, what you're used to being asked for, and how you think about presenting yourself. So let's talk about a functional resume, why you would use it, and how you would construct one. To begin with, why you would use it is this. And I'll use an illustration. On nearly a daily basis, I receive CVs from physicians with the accompanying question, what do you have for me? So I'm looking at a document that defines a very successful and, and illustrious medical career. Places of practice, appointments to hospitals, committees they've served on, different information of that nature. But that doesn't tell me what you want to do. It only tells me what you've done. So whether you're sending this CV to me, or if you're sending it to a recruiter, or if you're sending it as follow-up material to someone you met at a networking event, you're, you're sharing a clinical medical practice background with the expectation that that background is going to support your next career step into a non-clinical field. And if that field you're wishing to pursue isn't technically based, isn't predicated on medical practice in a direct sense, and is not and isn't specifically asking for a practicing physician, then the material you send is going to miss the mark. I'm sure some of you may be thinking right now, but my CV lists my appointment as a medical director. It uh, supports my uh, leadership in terms of being head of the QA committee. Uh, it states that I have led different programs within the hospital. Isn't that all that's necessary? No, it's not all that's ne- necessary. As a matter of fact, it's 
not what's necessary at all. Because if your CV is presenting administrative or, or executive types of functions in the context of your medical practice, you're going to be seen not as an executive or as an administrator who's doing some clinical work. You're going to be seen still as a practicing physician who has had a few appointments along the way. I often say to my clients when I talk to them in this context, if these administrative or executive roles you held weren't things that you could be terminated for, if those weren't going to cause you to lose your clinical post as well because you didn't do them well, then asking someone else to interpret them as significant administrative executive activities, well, that's a stretch. Your objective is to turn those administrative and executive roles into the showcase of your resume, not as the secondary factor. You need to flip-flop effectively what's being presented as primary. Medical practice becomes secondary. Administrative and executive roles becomes primary. And that's exactly what a functional resume is going to do for you. I've written about and talked about functional resumes for years. Uh, One of my articles is is titled uh, The Functional Resume, The Resume Recruiters Love to Hate. And and let me explain that. Uh, Recruiters hate a functional resume because it forces them to do work that they don't want to have to do. Recruiters have a tendency to want to check off the boxes. Uh, You've had certain job titles. You've had certain levels of experience education, other factors that are established as qualifications or requirements for the job. A functional resume blurs the lines a bit and focuses on your accomplishments and where and when and under what job title you accomplished those deeds is not really relevant. So it's a little bit of a challenge, and you'll often find a recruiter who wants you to convert your functional resume back to a chronological one. And I would suggest you balk at that, uh, that you push back against that pretty strongly. I'll give you an example. I had a client once who was progressing through uh, the the interviewing roles with a, a major healthcare recruiting organization for a non-clinical post, and they were you know, quite enthralled with all the accomplishments he had in terms of administrative work and developing programs and business development and various activities. And finally, they hit a point where they said, we, we need to put this in the right order, so to speak. And the right order meant converting his functional resume to a chronological one. I did advise him against it and encouraged him to talk his way around it, went through some role-playing to help have those discussions. In the end, however, he felt the need to comply with the request. We did that, and their only response after that was, oh, we didn't realize you were a practicing physician. And... Unfortunately, uh, that ended his uh, set of interviews for that position. That story kind of uh, addresses two issues. One is uh, the value of the functional resume to open doors. 
the challenge when you're pressed on presenting a more chronological perspective of your background, and I would guess, um, I would have to say third, it goes to what I speak about very frequently, the value of networking versus the value of applying for jobs. Therefore, if you're pursuing a non-clinical, executive, administrative type of role, and you need material to supplement the conversations that you have had with people during various networking or perhaps interviewing uh, situations, then the material is going to best support the conversations you have, will best augment the explanation of accomplishment and achievement that you have, then it's going to be a functional resume. I expect your question then is, well, how do I do this? So let's talk about how you put together and develop a functional resume. Some basic factors to consider. First, a functional resume is usually, and I will say when I develop one, always two pages in length. The first page is the most important page. It lists your career overview, your core competencies, and your most important set of accomplishments. Page two, then, is your education, your employment summary, chronology, and other things that are important. Perhaps there are some appointments, there are some memberships, other things you want to list that really help define who you are and illustrate activities or recognition that would be important to your new career focus. This format showcases functionally how you excel. It represents you, it represents your skills, it represents your thinking, and it represents what you have to offer an employer. A critical factor I stress to clients is this. Your resume is about you. It's not about a job you're looking for, but it represents you in a very definitive fashion. And when it does that well, it's applicable to any job, any type of job you would be interested in. So now let's move to the more nitty-gritty level of how do I actually build this new document. And I like to stress, it's a new document. This is not a a cut-and-paste job, so to speak, from your CV or from a chronological resume that you've tried to put together. Really start fresh. And so let's talk about, again, this two-page document. We're going to walk through each element and each component of those two pages. So let's begin at the top of page one. Well, it's your name. It's your name and it's your medical degree and any other actual degrees you hold, if you have an MBA or a PhD or a master's in some other field. What I discourage clients from listing are those certifications that you've achieved. You may be a fellow in American College of Surgeons. Those FACS and other designations have a tendency to confuse people more than they explain something to them. 
and can cause them to think that you're not really focused on a non-clinical area if you're stressing your, your medical background. Next, just list your phone number and your email address. Don't list a physical address. First, I'm finding that a physical address is just as likely to be a negative as it is a positive when you talk to people. If you don't live in their area or their region, they may immediately perceive it as, diff it as difficult to work with you. Next, so seldom do we use snail mail anymore. There's no need for that address. And lastly, just for security purposes, there's not really a need to have your uh, physical address circulating on some organization's computer system. Below your contact information, then, is your career overview. Let me stress the words career overview versus career objective. I believe some people see those two phrases as interchangeable. I don't. Career overview, for me, represents a more senior uh, executive or administrator, uh, whereas a career objective represents someone a little more junior. This is where they want to go. This is what they want to achieve versus this is where I have been and this is what I have to offer from a career overview. So what should your career overview contain? Look at it as a high-level, strategically focused presentation of your major areas of accomplishment. Contain it to generally two to four sentences. And I often say, make this very, very much a, a study in word economy. Be cogent. Use powerful words and phrases and set a tone of accomplishment. The next section is your core competencies and their concomitant accomplishments. This section to me is the real meat of a functional resume. This is where you want to shine. So let's begin with defining your core competencies. There are a couple of ways to approach this. When I'm working with a client, what I do is have that client fill out what I refer to as a, an accomplishments worksheet. You can do this on your own. An accomplishment worksheet is divided into three columns. The first column is action or activity. That is, what did you do? The second column is, why did you do it? And the third column is, what was the value, the outcome, or the result of having done it. So as you're building an accomplishments list, think of it this way. You probably have your appointments or uh, different committees you led, things of that nature, on your CV. What I typically see on a resume or a CV is something of this nature, a, a bullet point that says, physician representative to hospital board executive committee. Period. That's it. What I suggest you do is look at that activity 
in the context of why did you do it and what was the result or the value of having done it. So in the typical listing that I see in a resume or, or a CV, it's nothing but the what. You were the physician representative to the hospital board executive committee. But think of it this way. Why were you appointed to be the representative to the executive committee? And was there a value or an outcome, real or expected, from that appointment? And if you look at it in that manner, you might change that simple phrase on your resume from physician representative to hospital board executive committee to something like this. Appointed to hospital board executive committee to represent key medical surgical issues based on demonstrated knowledge and insights from two decades in medical staff leadership. The question is this, which phrase do you think sounds better? Which phrase in reality is more accurate? After all, I don't think you were appointed to the executive committee of the hospital board because you brought donuts to the meetings. You were appointed because you represented critical value and critical representation of a segment within the hospital organization. Once you've gone through this exercise and listed your accomplishments, and I'm going to recommend you have a minimum of nine. I'll explain that in a moment. If you have more, that's wonderful. And they will come into play at different times as you go through your career transition process. But after you develop those, group them in the context of categorically, what do they say to you? Categorically, are those about leadership are they about operational activities? Do they perhaps point to financial acumen? Categorically, what are they saying? And whatever you decide or define those categories to be, the categories become your core competencies. So those are then listed underneath your career overview. And underneath each core competency, you will list the corresponding three accomplishments that support the validity of that core competency. That then is page one. So let's move on to page two. Page two, as I alluded to earlier, it is where what we'll call your basic CV information is going to reside, education and work chronology, as well as if there are those other elements, appointments and awards and things that uh, will fit on the page. And unfortunately, this becomes a bit of a, uh, a process of fitting it on the page. So the first thing you want to appreciate is this is only a list. It's not detailed. This is not going to contain a lot of information about what you did in each position because all of the important material, all of the important accomplishments and responsibilities, they're all listed on page one. So all we're looking for here is, is location, title, organization, and dates. I realize I just said all we're going to list there. 
And certainly, I've worked with many clients where that list can be nearly two pages in length. So let's look at how we cut, consolidate, and format, perhaps, to make sure this is going to fit appropriately on one page. First of all, if you have multiple uh, similar activities, in other words, let's say uh, you're a general surgeon and you've worked in seven different practices over the last uh, 15, 18 years. If you did effectively the same thing, in other words, you were a general surgeon in all those locations, then we can shrink that down from 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 six or seven different listings to one. Practice general surgery, various locations, beginning this date, ending this date. Also, think about putting things in multiple columns and potentially eliminating anything that's not really relevant to the job, the career path you're wanting to follow. This is a section in your resume where you may find things that were primary in your CV become very secondary here and vice versa. So some of those hospital appointments, awards, recognitions, other things are going to be potentially more important than a lot of information that focuses on medical practice and related activities. So the more consolidation you can uh, use here that allows you to list the things that are important going forward versus the things that were important historically, the better. Congratulations! You've now created a functional resume. So to recap, a functional resume is precise and brief. It is a marketing document. It is not intended to be an historical record. It is there to talk about what you have done, but more importantly, about what you want to do and serve as a validation, serve as an illustration of the background that you possess that has prepared you to go where you want to go. You're also taking what you've been comfortable with for many years, 10, 15, 20, 50 pages of a CV, and you're presenting yourself on two pages. That can be a little bit of a shock, and I appreciate that. I have clients who have a great deal of difficulty giving up their CV. But in doing so, you're going to find that others understand you much better than if you were handing them a CV as a follow-up document to an important conversation. If you want to learn more, you can visit my website at thirdevo.com. That's T-H-I-R-D-E-V-O.com. And you'll find an example of a functional resume there. And I'm always happy to talk or respond to text or email. You can call or text me at 720-339-3585 or send me an email directly at rfp at thirdevo.com. Until next time, this is Bob Pretty at Third Evolution. Thanks for listening.